Welcome back to the Football Zone with Nick Mottone and Woody Brown. And today we're recapping the Champions League because it was the it's first back. week. It is the back. first week. Okay, Woody, I have a question for you. Yeah, if let me you're a question. If you're the champion of the Champions League, are, yep. are you the world champion? Uh, I mean, in a in kind of a kind of a way, but. You kind of have to remember that there's different European, like different kind of tournaments, like the Champions League that happen all over the world. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that the European Champions League is the most competitive and has the best teams. So by theory, it is, but it's not a world event. So I'm gonna preface this by, you know, providing some context. You know, recently there's there was the FIBA World Cup going on, which is like the basketball World Cup. Yeah, and this track star noah lyles probably the best best uh yeah he's the best 100 and 200 meter runner in the world right now yeah and he was like making a joke about nba yeah, play. Yeah. and woody knows but i'm know. not sure all our listeners know about you know he said that nba champions are not world champions and it had me thinking because there was a lot of out outrage to it you know there especially was. with nba players and definitely and it's just interesting because you know even though the champions league is the best league in the world they're not they don't call world, themselves the world, world champions. champions yeah but the nba does so it's just interesting it is interesting, interesting take it is because interesting you know take. the best teams having the best matchups like especially this past game between bayern munich and man united i mean what a thriller yeah i mean i feel like after watching the game or whilst watching the game uh people kind of expecting a thrashing if you will yeah and it kind of starts that way uh bayern munich went two nil up and you're gonna like okay this is getting out of hand it's going to go to three. It's going to go to four. Uh, but they kind of slowed down. And Rasmus Hoyland picked up his first goal for Manchester United. Manchester United colors. $70 million man. $70 million man. Already more goals than Mudrick. Yeah. Uh, already. Already more goals than Mudrick. And yeah, and he kind of brought them back into the game. Uh, but then uh, Parry Payne. Uh, Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Which is about like Griezmann. Um, Harry Kane then bagged a penalty, so then it goes back to 3-1. So people were kind of expecting to run away from them. To be over. Yeah, then there was some last-minute drama. Casemiro bagged a goal in the 88th minute, which took it to 3-2. And then you really thought Manchester United were about to tie this game up. Uh, But then Bayern Munich scored another one. In the 92nd. By Tell. Big player that Matthias Tell, eighteen-year-old scoring 18. in the Champions League. League. I mean, he's our age. Yeah, make isn't it, he, make, Woody? yeah, uh, a little bit older than us. <laughs> same age as Julian. <laughs> same age as Julian Peters. Wow, would you look at that? And what's he doing? Nothing. I mean, he he's living his life. And he's doing nothing. And then Casemiro bagged scored a brace, another in the ninety-fifth. But it was clearly it was not enough to bring back uh, the comeback. I mean, that's just an interesting group right there because, you know, in the other, this is Group A with Bayern Munich, FC Kobenhamf, Galatasaray, and United. And I don't know, United could just not qualify. Like, it There's wouldn't be surprising because with their recent form, I mean, they didn't even, you know, based on the score, they didn't even play that bad, but they didn't play good. Like, their defense didn't play good. Yeah. Um, Onana had some errors. I mean, he's he struggling he, recently. Yeah, no, Onana had a shocker. And like he like he requested for reporters to come up to him after the game, and he like he apologized to the Man United fan base. So he's taking accountability. But like, how many times can you take accountability until yeah. 
you realize, oh, you're maybe not, I'm just not that good. Maybe you're not that guy. <laughs> yeah. But, and, you know, the, um, the, I think it's, he's from Senegal. Cameroon. Cameroon. Ugh. Close. Cameroonian international is yeah. a pretty solid player. I mean, at least he was. Yeah. You know, what he was on Ajax and then Inter Milan. Inter, yeah. And he helped them get to the Champions League final and, you know, yeah. where they lost. They lost. But and City won. Yeah. I think looking at this foot mob ratings that we kind of have up, I think it really depicts how the game went. Maybe not on Bayern Munich side. They kind of gave Bayern Munich players low ratings, but. Like, if you can see three, but the Manchester United in particular is what really interests me. Is if you look at the entire back line, goalkeeper plus Ericsson, all low ratings mm -hmm. compared to their front three plus Casemiro. Um, and I just, th I just think that really shows what's going on at Manchester United Football Club at the moment. I just think there's almost like a lack of like connecting balance balance throughout especially in their squad and their yeah. depth yeah like go, like going from goalkeeper all the way up to the forwards i feel like they're just not linking up the way that they should but i i don't know i just think man united have so many issues right now and i just don't know what they can do yeah i mean it's like they have so many solid attackers but their midfield depth is just so poor like uh, yeah and especially like fullbacks without malasia who you know he was pretty solid when that, he was yeah when Definitely. he was playing, but you know Scott McTominay, I don't even think he cuts it as a backup. Like yeah. for for a, for a Champions League team, he doesn't cut it as a backup. He's not good. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's just like, like so, so there's something wrong at Man United Football Club, and yeah. someone's got to do something about to fix it. Maybe people coming back from like, I will have to say that Ericsson at the eight might be one of the worst managerial decisions I've ever seen. That guy is not an eight respectfully if anything he said he, he should switch with bruno but then you're just lacking Bruno's Cre creativity. yeah exactly so i i don't know what they should do but maybe some in some people coming back from injury might help them specifically sofian amrabat i think he might help them in that midfield maybe yeah, and mason mount i think and mason mount they'll be able to shift people around maybe means less game time for Ericsson. But if that's the case, I'd be good for Man United. But yeah, let, let's move on to Group B. Woody, you can be the expert on this group. Group B. I mean, it's been it's been too long. 2017 was the last time Arsenal played in the Champions League. Would you look at that? It's been so long, but we are back and I would I'm going to say I think that was the most dominating and convincing performance across every single Champions League game this week. Really? I'd say so. What, what what makes you say that? And, you know, why do you think they were playing so well? Well, you know, like, P like obviously PSV doesn't play in the most competitive uh, league, but I still think they're a pretty strong team. Like, I, I think they'll probably get second in the group over Sevilla and Lens, who are also in Group B. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Like I, like, I don't know if you watched the game, but just the domination that... Arsenal had from I mean we scored in the eighth minute and honestly once we scored from that eighth minute I don't think we like we were never gonna look back and I just think that from that point on it was gonna be a thrashing I mean if you look at the momentum chart like, yeah it's I mean really it's, it's, just it's domination. all red Gunner it's all red. red like I know City like had their thing but like, like they're we'll, playing, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. But they were playing like a terrible team, so it's like like PSV. I would say is a respectable team. They're they're be they're definitely better than Red Star Belgrade. That's for yeah. sure. And um, 
don't know, just like, just bat, like, literally look at this football, like, from back to front, there was not a, I mean, Kai Havertz even looked pretty good in this game. And that's crazy. That's, and that is saying something. Man, but, he just doesn't fit, he just doesn't fit a key, he isn't fitting well, yeah. I don't think. I mean, I don't know, that's maybe, another topic for another day, but. He just needs to grab a goal, honestly, a goal or assist. He's looking at 007 right now. Which it's it, coming. Which it's not looking good, bruv. But yeah, just like, there's so many, I mean, there's so much, so many I could say about people's performance. Like Trossard, Martinelli being injured, Trossard coming in and just dominating the way Man, he he's did. so class. Yeah. I mean, like, do you know the amount of confidence that Arteta had? He was subbing off Zinchenko and Trossard in the 58th minute. That says a lot. In the 58th <laughs> minute, he was, he was already content with like what we, like, he was already comfortable. Like we were already 3-0 up. Yeah. Uh, and Zinchenko is our most comfortable ball-playing defender. Uh, he subbed him off, and I just think overall star boy Bukayo Saka. I mean, there's so much I can say, but yeah, I mean, in the in in the rest of Group B, Lens yeah. versus Sevilla, one-one draw. Um, interesting because as of right now, Sevilla are slotted to go back to the Europa League. But that's where they belong, isn't it? It's I where mean, they thrive. To provide some context, you know, Sevilla, what is it? They've won like six of the last seven Europa Leagues. Yeah, some something like that. Five of the last eight or seven or I'm not sure exactly, but it's at least five in the last 10 years. That's what I know. Um, and Sevilla, you know, Yusuf and Nessery is, he's been bagging goals for a minute. I mean, he, didn't have any, he did not have any this game, but I'm pretty sure he had like five, yeah. five. I think he had like five in the Europa League last year. Yeah, solid scored, numbers. Scored against City in the Super Cup. Ramos is playing he on did. that team now. Maybe maybe they might turn around, but who knows? Yeah. But I mean, it's crazy from Sergio Ramos. He you know took took the pride and the the culture instead yeah. of going to Saudi Arabia for millions yeah. and millions of dollars. It's very true. It's very true. Next now, Group C, interesting group. I have a pretty hot take about the game that we're going to talk about, and that is Real Madrid against Union Berlin. Union Berlin have been on a roll recently. I mean, qualified for the Champions League after, I think it was like, you know, dwindling near relegation in the Bundesliga. And, you know, now they face uh, Real Madrid, and they're in the same group with Napoli. and Just the Champions League, Real Madrid. But... What's your hot take, Woody? So Real Madrid won this game 1-0, uh-huh. and Bellingham scored, and obviously Bellingham's been scoring a lot of late winners. But if I think if you really watch the game, Bellingham doesn't play that well. Really? I why, think, why do you well, say that? Just like, uh, he, he grabs a tap-in. Like, honestly, he grabs a tap-in at the end of every single game. Obviously, something to do with football IQ, known to be like, Knowing the situation of the game. Positional awareness. Positional awareness and knowing what your job in that moment of the game is. So obviously on that aspect. But like on the ball and being like a creative dominant force. Like Real Madrid should be slapping these guys up 5-0. They should. They really should. But if you look at the team they put out there, this is not nearly the best team that they could play. You know, no Vinny. Well, uh, Vinny's injured. Vinny's injured? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, Vinny has a quad injury. So... That definitely uh, hindered them. Uh, so this is yeah, this is pretty much their starting eleven minus Vinny, minus Elder, Mitao, like Carvajal. Yeah. So like, but like this is, but like even so, like if you if you play a comparison, if you go player for player on this Real Madrid and Union Berlin team, they should be slapping these guys up six zero. Yeah, I think the only position that Union Berlin are better in is Bonucci, maybe Gossens. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, Benucci's pretty old. Yeah, but he's probably better than Rudy Fernandez. Nacho. Fernandez. Nacho Fernandez. I was thinking of basketball player Rudy Fernandez. Yeah, um, but I, I, that's my hot take. I just don't think Bellingham's that. I just don't. I don't think he's been playing that well. I think people have overlooked his performances just based off the tappings that he scored. Right, but he can't. Like even the great greatest players, you know, when they don't play well, they still find ways to impact the game. Right. Yeah, like yeah. So like, I'm not like like I mentioned, like his football IQ's position awareness has been off the charts, amazing in yeah. every single game. But I think his actual play. I think I think he hasn't really done much, and people have just kind of overlooked that because he's continued to score. So I think once he doesn't score and like score like a ninety plus whatever, uh-huh. and he drops a six point three, people are gonna be like, hmm, mm, maybe this guy isn't the next Zidane because he's wearing his shirt number. But that's just my hot take. I mean, he is like what twenty one, twenty, twenty. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's my hot take though. I could, I mean, I could pocket him. He'd be in the seatbelt for sure. Oh really? Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh really? Well, you know, final game in Group C that, or not final, the other game in Group C that happened was uh, Braga out of Portugal versus Napoli. Napoli looking to make another run. And, you know, their team is looking solid, man. That midfield, Labarca, Anguissa, Zielinski, I mean, a super solid midfield. Anguissa was a main reason that they won the Scudetto last year. And, yeah. you know, seems like Di Lorenzo had a good game. I didn't, I didn't watch this game, to be fair, but... I did not watch. I mean, there's better games on... There were like if 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 you're gonna choose between this and Real Madrid, you are gonna watch the Madrid game. For yeah, fair. but I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll see how Napoli does. I mean, they're such a fun team. You know that front three team. of Politano, Osimhen, and Kvaraskelia. I mean, yeah. <sighs> I saw a stat that Kvaraskelia hasn't grabbed a goal or assist since March 2023. That's kind of crazy. I think yeah, I think he's fallen off a little bit. I mean that happens though. Well yeah, I mean. When your high was as high as his was, when everyone was talking about him, to then not grab a GA in a couple months, I think it's going to get noticed. And that's not his fault. That's just because of the high st- standards he's put on himself for being such a high-quality player. Yeah. So let's go Let's go to Group D now. Um, probably one of the most dead groups in the yeah. Champions League. Benfica, Salzburg, Real Sociedad, and Inter Milan. Inter Milan, the runners-up last year in the Champions League. You know, they lost in the final. To Manchester City, who That's got their true. first Champions League. Yes, yeah, sir. so 1-1. One, one, one. You kind of expect an Inter win here, but it was not to be... Uh, yeah, was, you kind of ex- expect a win. I mean, uh, a goal in the fourth minute by Mendez out of Real Sociedad. Interesting. Interesting yeah. that Inter let that up and were forced to you know, climb back the whole game. In the 87th minute, they had to grab a goal back. By Martinez, but even then, they it doesn't look like they played that good. Bastoni, yeah. who apparently is like a seventy million dollar fullback, or I mean a center back, had a had a stinker, had an awful performance. So, yeah, and Berea wasn't really pulling the strings like he usually does. I mean, I feel like Inter has too many self dependent players where if they don't show up, the whole team crumbles. And then a surprising game: RB Salzburg out of Austria smacked up on Benfica. Yeah, and. It's just interesting to me because Benfica usually always make it to the round of 16 or round of 32 they in the do. Champions League. And then City will play them. And <laughs> clobber them like 4-0 in the first leg. But they yeah. lost to Salzburg, and Salzburg always have some young players who are solid. Yeah. No, they do. 
But I, I think this game's kind of like a bit of an, an, an anomaly because if you pick up a red card in the 13th minute like Benfica did, Antonio Silva picked up a red. Right. I think that, I mean, it just changes the entire dynamic of the game, right? Well, you're forced to, you know, climb yeah. back. Well, yeah, well, everything changes. And, the and whole they, game g- they gave up a penalty in two the third, min- third they minute. Up, yeah, they gave up two penalties. One in the third minute and one in the 15th minute. That's so lack you know, of discipline. So, yeah, 100%. They were definitely just not prepared for this game. Yeah, the way they weren't prepared for uh, for the Champions League because it's back, baby. It's back. Yeah, and so now we're going to talk about the other games in the Champions League, you know, starting with Group E, Feyenoord versus Celtic, 2-0 Feyenoord. Pretty comfortable win there. And then Lazio tied with Atletico Madrid, which is interesting. You expect Atletico to win that game, but... But Atletico just plays so boring. So <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're honestly one of the most boring teams to watch. I can't even lie. Well, now we have to talk about... A dead game. Oh, my. This was a snooze fest. Sleepy, sleepy game in the group of death. In the group of group death, F. we had a snooze fest. Okay, so this group is nuts. Would you want to walk us through this? Yeah, so this is... Obviously, there's a group of death every year, which is the most, like, across the four teams, they're, the, like, the best teams uh, all in one group. So guaranteed some big teams are going to go out of this. So you have Milan, AC Milan, Newcastle, PSG, and Dortmund. Um, it's crazy. All very crazy, strong teams. Crazy. I think the weakest is Dortmund by far. Yeah, I could say Dortmund or Newcastle. To be fair, no, I I don't think. So. I think I think Dortmund are just significantly weaker without Bellingham as well. Like Bellingham was cooking for them in Dortmund because he was pulling the strings, but because in Real Madrid he doesn't need to pull the strings. Uh, yeah. He doesn't, look, but like I think Dortmund without Bellingham is very weak, so I don't think they're anywhere near as good. But yeah, Milan, Newcastle, snooze fest, and Kylian Mbappe grabbed a penalty and scored it for PSG. And so Kylian did, and Mbappe. He keep me scoring a nice goal, nice composure in the box, little swerve. The former Dortmund man himself, little, little swerve of the hips. You know what I'm saying? Mm, mm. Uh, but we'll move on to another dead group. I mean, what is this? Like, look yeah, at the teams. I mean, like, wow. look at like. Like, oh my. Okay, to be fair, Leipzig are very class. Like, they're really good in the Bundesliga, but I mean. You always say that, but City always, like, trample. Well, because who, didn't, who didn't City trample last year? No, but, like, you guys always play against RB Leipzig. Like, yeah. actually, like, 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 no, on, like, no funny, like, you guys actually always play against them. There's an agenda. Yeah, I mean, young boys, Leipzig, Kravina, Zvezda, also known as Red Star. So yeah. Call them Red Star. Yeah, but Red Star. Team out of Belgrade, Serbia, played City. And it was scary. Like, I was scared in that first yeah. half. Yeah, you guys just could not finish. I mean, Julian, Al- oh, Julian Alvarez. I mean, imagine that being your backup like, I know. striker. It's crazy. Yeah, like, that that, that guy's insane. But One of the best strikers in world football, honestly. He, I mean, his footwork is so beautiful. He's, when he gets on the ball, yeah. he just makes magic happen with his silkiness. Yeah, so. w- watch out, Erling Haaland. And, you know, they, you know, Red Star, you know, I think they had one shot. One goal in the first half, while Man City yeah. had 20, 22 20. shots, 13 on target, zero goals. That's the game, but it still came out on top. And then Barcelona absolutely whooped Antwerp, 5-0. Zhao Felix is looking incredible. Chelsea, I mean, it's just Chelsea, honestly. Chelsea just brings people bad luck. But Barcelona exactly. just took him down with ease. And, and then Shakhtar Donsk out of Ukraine lost to, or no, yeah, lost to Porto, 3-1. Yeah. Three to one, convincing, just some convincing wins in a uh, group H there. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, and that was the Champions League these past two days. Yeah. And that's all from us today with the Football Zone. And thank you for listening to the Football Zone with Nick Motone and Woody Brown. And thank you, everyone, for listening to 88.9 The Bridge, KMIH, Mercer Island.